All right, everyone, it is eight o'clock. Welcome to the Overeaters Anonymous Region 6 Convention. The topic of this workshop is the, a design for living. My name is Lauren N. from New York, and I'm a compulsive overeater and your moderator for this meeting. Our speakers today are Debbie and Brian. Um, let's start the meeting with the serenity prayer. God, God grant me the serenity, the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Each speaker will have up to 20 minutes, and then the floor will be open for two-minute shares. The audio from this session is being recorded and will not be edited before it's made available to, for listening online. By sharing, you consent to be recorded. Anyone wishing to remain anonymous should use a fictitious name or refrain from sharing altogether. Closed caption is available. Click on live transcript. Please respect the anonymity of all who attend by not recording or taking screenshots. Here is some Zoom info. Attendees are automatically muted. Uh, please stop your video if you're walking around eating or chewing gum. We ask you to rename yourself with your first name and last initial. Please feel free to add your state, province, or county, or country, sorry. Uh, until the speakers are finished, you will only be able to chat with our host or co-hosts. Uh, to our speakers, the timer will signal when five minutes remaining when the, and when the time is up. The timer is Rachel. And Rachel, could you rename yourself and put timer in your in your name? And actually, I forgot to ask Debbie or Brian who wants to go first. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> okay, let's go alphabetical. Brian, you're up first. <laughs> Our okay. first speaker is Brian, and I'm going to spotlight you. Okay. Uh, I'm okay to go? Go ahead. You're up. Okay. I'm Brian. I'm a compulsive overeater and really happy to be here today. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to share a little bit about what got me to OA and then what my design for living is. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, I got sober in my mid-30s. And unfortunately, uh, what I did is I, I re replaced my alcohol addiction with food. And for the next 30 or so years, I ate compulsively. And uh, I was able to, for most of those 30 years, to, um, uh, to diet and exercise and keep my weight within a reasonable uh, range. And, uh, and then in my late 50s, I retired. So I no longer had to go to work and put on a suit. So the vanity factor, which was one of the things that kind of kept me uh, under control, it, it wasn't there anymore. It was, uh, uh, it was, uh, it, it wasn't there. And, uh, uh, and in a relatively short period of time, uh, I, uh, I was 60 pounds heavier than I am right now. And I was also 
I, I was uh, I, I was one sick old cookie. I was in my mid sixties. I had a number of heart related uh, uh, stuff. My dad died of a heart attack in, when he was fifty one, and uh, I had uh, let's see, advanced coronary artery disease, hypertension, atrial fibrillation, and a pacemaker. And uh, and, and there, but I used to describe myself at that point is uh, I was dead man walking. Well, fortunately, God gave me the gift of desperation and, with, and I was desperate. And that's a wonderful condition in which to arrive in the rooms of uh, Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, and uh, uh, the group that I was part of, uh, and I have wonderful memories of it was in Mount Kisco, New York. And it, it was kind of had a strong how orientation, which means it was kind of a, a disciplined approach to recovery. And, uh, and that's what I wanted, what I needed. I also knew a bit about 12-step recovery and, and it didn't work. Got a sponsor, uh, that Mount Kisco became my group. Uh, got a food plan that was given to me. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and then I, I did service, went through the steps, and, and the whole works. And, and probably with, within a matter of a year or so, I got myself down to a half weight. And, 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 uh, and I loved the experience. I loved everything about uh, uh, OA. It was, um, it, 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 it was it, I'm, I'm made for this kind of stuff. I love to be with and among people. And uh, uh, so uh, it, I, was, I was on board. And I call it all in because here's the thing I've learned regarding this addiction. Uh, uh, I can stay sober without being all in, but I cannot stay abstinent and maintain a healthy body weight. All in is group, sponsor, committing my food on a daily basis, weighing and measuring and uh, uh, reporting my weight at the end of the month. And I've continued to do all of those things for 25 years. And it's... It has been worth the, worth the effort. First of all, I, I, I love the fellowship. I love everything about it. And, uh, and so I, um, and I got healthy. Because one of the things that I learned is that if you eat healthy and you do other things, particularly some type of physical activity, even though the body has been damaged significantly by uh, indifference on my part, you know, when I had a lot of heart-related stuff, I, I'm, I can live with that stuff today. But I can only live with it if I eat healthy and, and I'm physically uh, uh, active. So let me see. I got got my notes here. Uh, and it, it, one of the things I say, I'm, I'm older. You know, I, I, uh, I'm currently uh, 88 years old, uh, but I'm not old. I know what old is, and I'm not old yet. I'm not even close to being old. And because of Overeaters Anonymous, uh, I've learned that, you know, you can stay around a long time if you're healthy. And, uh, and I know how to get healthy. I, uh, I, uh, so here's, here's basically um, uh, my uh, uh, design for uh, living. It, it, number one, the first aspect of it is staying healthy. And, uh, and, and, and I, can, I know I can deal with the stuff that I have, but there's one concern that I have, and uh, largely due to my, uh, my uh, age, and that is dementia, which is so prevalent among people in my age group. And, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a scary situation. My brother uh, died of Lewy body dementia, 
a few years ago. He was 10 years younger than me. And uh, there's a genetic element involved with uh, various forms of dementia. And, and so I, 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 I think I can deal with it. First of all, the fact that I'm 88 and I'm here speaking, that's a good sign. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty good shape. I haven't. If I've lost any marbles, it's just a few. And uh, and the the other thing that I, I I think is absolutely essential is I have to be physically active. It used to be running and biking, and now I walk. I walk my son's dog a couple of miles almost every day. Uh, I do strength training. I stretch, and uh, uh, and if I keep doing those things, uh, I think that I. I'm not going to run into any serious problems. Uh, the thing that I really am counting on doing is uh, I'd like to get another uh, eight or so years uh, beyond where I am right now. That would take me maybe about 96, 97. And, and the reason I'd like to do that, I want to see my grandchildren uh, graduate from college, not high school. First of all, we didn't have any grandchildren until I was 73. And... Uh, uh, <laughs> So always just giving me, it's given me hope and the expectation that if I do the right thing, I'm going to be okay. Uh, So the next aspect of uh, 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 design for living is my relationships. Uh, First relationship and the most important is my wife. Uh, We're married 62 years and uh, (laughs) my wife is not an easy lady. She, uh, from the get-go, uh, if, if I was doing things that fell short of her expectations, I heard about it, and, and sometimes not in the nicest tone. And for, the, for a while, I, uh, uh, I got defensive, and then I learned getting defensive didn't work. And, and then kind of I moved into the sulk mode, and, uh, and that's where I was. I had a bad attitude for a long time, and I used... Um, uh, dishonesty, you know, just to avoid confrontations uh, with her and all the rest. And, and that didn't work. And finally, I, I got a sponsor and he just he, he found out all about me and the relationship with my wife. And he said, you got to make an amends, get things right with her. And I did that. And here's what happened once I made the amends to her. My attitude changed rather than sulking and being resentful. I'm just so absolutely happy that I have her as a wife and I look at all of her good qualities. And if I can't say something nice to her, I don't say anything. And I look for ways in which I can be nice to her. And, and so we, we're good. You know, we're, <laughs> we're, we're trudging the road of happy destiny together. And uh, next thing I have three adult children. They're all in their 50s. And I have a good relationship with them. And one of the reasons I have a good relationship with them is they, they let me know um, early on as they moved into adult years that they don't need any more parenting. And, uh, and they, don't want, they don't need any guidance or counseling. And if they do, they'll let me know. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Uh, but essentially, we're, we're in a good place. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't try to influence them. I do try to influence influence them through. I subscribe to newsletters for them. One is a nutrition newsletter and the other is uh, <laughs> consumer reports and stuff and stuff like that. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's good. My daughter and I are going to be going to the AA uh, uh, super duper convention in 
2025 in Vancouver. And uh, she's not one of us, uh, but uh, we're, we're really good buddies, really good buddies. Uh, and uh, then well, I have two grandchildren. As I told you, we, they didn't come around until we were 73. They're, uh, they're 15 and 16. They're in high school. And it's, as you know, uh, grandchildren walk on water. But these kids do walk on water. And they're, they're into athletics and lots of other stuff, uh, music, uh, et cetera, et cetera. We get to see them uh, uh, play soccer in the fall and uh, volleyball uh, in the winter and uh, lacrosse in the spring. And we're big fans. We go to every game and we love it. It's just so good uh, seeing them. And, and, and they're nice kids. They're really nice kids. Okay, what else? Uh, okay, I think that's... Uh, oh, by the way, my, my son uh, moved his family a few years ago and uh, he was going to move to the suburbs. We live in Albany City. And he was a little concerned about the schools and uh, all the rest. And then a house came up for sale across the street from us. It was perfect for them. They moved in. Now, the kids, you got to understand, who wants to move across the street from their father or their father-in-law? They did it. And it's working out good, mainly because we give them distance. We do not visit unless we're invited. And uh, and, and it's really, really good. Uh, uh, our grandson and his friends play. Uh, uh, football in our side yard, and we we just we, we just think it's absolutely splendid. Uh, let's see what else. It, uh, okay, next thing is part of um, uh, design for uh, uh, living is um, being useful, uh, otherwise known as service, and uh, and and I love service. And basically, my approach to all the twelve step meetings that I go to are face to face. Uh, I want to be one of the first to arrive. I usually put the chairs out. And, uh, uh, and, and, and then when it's over, I put the chairs away. And, and I like doing that. I like doing the simple things. Now, I do other jobs, but the chairs are my real favorite uh, things to do. And somehow or other, when you're doing things that require extra effort, uh, like getting there early and staying late, there's, some, there's a good feeling that comes from that. Uh, that doesn't come from other activities, and uh, and and so uh, it's it's good, it's good. And then the other thing is um, the thing that I love, love about recovery, and uh, is the fellowship. Uh, I'm 88 years old. Most of my contemporaries are gone. My high school friends, my college friends, they have moved on to uh, hopefully better things. And uh, uh, but here's the thing. Because I'm in two 12-step fellowships, I will never be without friends. You know, you, to, to have a friend, you be a friend. And I've learned how to be a friend to others and to be useful. And, uh, and, and it's a good feeling, good feeling. You know, I am living a life that is truly beyond uh, my uh, wildest dreams. It's just so, so good. And... Uh, uh, hopefully you guys are experiencing that same thing. But here's the other thing too. Don't be concerned about getting older, but you have to be focused on the things that are required to stay healthy, you know, such as eating healthy and being physically active. And that physically active doesn't have to be strenuous. Walking is probably the number one thing that I do that is helping me. Okay. 
And uh, uh, the, uh, the last thing is my relationship with my higher power. Uh, uh, that, that is not straightforward. When I got to um, uh, OA and, uh, and, uh, and AA, uh, I, I was, my, my higher power was that of my childhood Catholicism. And, uh, uh, and, and I kind of felt a little smug, you know, that I had a higher power built in before I got, there were no issues. Well, as time went on, there were issues. There were things going on within my church that were very upsetting to me. And, uh, and, and uh, they, they, they challenged my, uh, my faith. Here's the other thing, too. Uh, I, I am still a practicing Catholic. Go to church on the weekends and confession and all the rest. Uh, but I'm a little bit more jaundiced about it. But here's the thing. At 88 years old, you don't mess around. I'm not sure there's anything after this, but I'm not going to take any chances. I'm, 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 I'm going to, you know, play by the rules, even though I may not always agree with the, the, the rules. And, uh, and, and so, guys, I'm, I guess I haven't used my time because I don't have a signal. But I, it, it, this fellowship that we have, it is so good. You know, if I had to, if, 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 uh, if God said at the beginning of life, hey, did you want to go, did you want to go through normal person and all the rest, or you want to go through as, as, a, as, a, as an addict? And, and, and now that I know what I know, I say, oh, give me the addict thing. I, I'll, I'll put up with the struggle and, uh, and, and I'm glad uh, because uh, here I am still here. And there's a chance I'm going to be here another five to 10 years. And I love being here. It's just so, so good. So um, five minutes, Brian. Okay. Well, five minutes left. <laughs> Thank you so much for being listening to me and uh, being a nice group. Thank you very much, Brian. And we really appreciate your share. Very wonderful wisdom. Debbie, you're up. You're muted. Perfect. Good morning. Debbie, grateful compulsive overeater. And for today, my obesity is in remission. Um, before I even start, don't believe a word I say because I said it. Only believe it because when I, it's the part of me that looks things up, the part of me that's in the books, the part of me that recites things that I've heard from others. Um, the, I, and I'll start with this. The very short version, I was born with a broken full button. I never was full. I always felt less than. And, and that's how it is. Um, there you go. That was me before. And I think a picture is worth a thousand words. That's me now. I do love hula hooping on the beach. Um, doesn't matter why I'm a, a compulsive overeater. I just am. And when I got this topic, I wanted to look up some words. I looked up the word design. A design is a blueprint, a pattern, a goal, a target, or a hope. And recovery means to get back something that I had before. Well, I never had it before because I didn't know it. 
I didn't know. It's somewhere along the line while God was giving out instructions. I missed that. I was probably on the way to the candy store. So I missed those. And it took me a while to come in here. And over the years, and I don't count days and I don't count months, in January is my anniversary. And I will be celebrating, God willing, 18 years of being here and being abstinent. And if you would have told me that I could do this for that long, I would have laughed in your face. If you would have told me that I would have stayed with something, I I would have said, no. My design is that I have listened. I have learned to ask for help. When we grow up, our parents teach us to be self-sufficient. In school, they tell us to think for ourselves, which is a great idea, except when you don't know it, you don't know. So the first thing I knew I didn't know was that I didn't have any clue about program. And I walked in and I was literally bent and broken. Since I came here, I've had one knee, two hips replaced, a kidney removed. I go through this litany of whole things. A spinal tumor, I broke both arms. And I'm still here because what I learned from you was that just because I'm hurting doesn't mean I have to hurt myself. And life is in one hand, my food is in the other, and I never have to clap. What happens with my life has nothing to do with my food. Uh, Somebody said on, I mean, and I'm always learning. For me, my design is I keep books. I write things down. This is volume one. This is volume two. Things that I have heard. And Friday night, somebody said something, just knocked me over. If all you have is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. If all you feel, all you have, if your only tool is food, then everything feels like hunger. And that's, I was like, oh my God, for today, anxiety and hunger still feel the same. I've been able to separate things like I'm happy. I don't need to eat. Um, I'm sad. I'm angry. Those are no excuses for me to eat. But anxiety and hunger still feel the same. So I always have to figure out, am I anxious or am I hungry? And that's when did I eat last? What did I eat last? Um, I listened to everyone. I learned to ask for help. I was a New York City school teacher. I was a gym teacher. So you had to listen to me. I had to be the one so the children didn't get hurt. It was not a question you needed to listen. When I got into recovery, I realized nobody has to listen to a word I say. Not nobody, not know how. I'm the only one who has to listen. And part of that was I have to do. I know people who can recite chapter and verse from the 12 and 12, from the big book, from Voices of Recovery, but their lives are a mess. It's more, it's more that life is what happens between meals. Life is the stuff that keeps us going between what we do. Here, again, listen. Like compulsive overeaters, normal eaters will sometimes find pleasure and escape from life's problems in food. However, often an abnormal, compulsive overeaters have an abnormal reaction when we overindulge. We cannot quit. That was me. Once I start, I can't stop. 
So it's easier to stay stopped. If I have one great fear left, it's that should I decide to take a day off? Should I decide to reward myself with food? Should I decide that this, I could do this, I got it, and become complacent? I may not have another recovery in me. And from my litany of all the things that went wrong before, I want to be around. I don't like to say my age, but I say I am in the September of my years. And I'd like to be here for the, for the winter part. I'd like to be here for the end of it. So I learn how to ask. I learn how to ask for help when I need it. I got a sponsor. I go to meetings. And out in Overeaters Tradition 5, our primary purposes is to carry the message. But if I haven't heard the message, I can't carry the message. Where do I hear the message? I hear the message at meetings. I hear the message at intergroup. I hear the message at assembly. I hear the message today and this weekend. This weekend has just, you know, catapulted my recovery because every time somebody speaks, I hear something new. Excuse me. Um, I work the steps. I work the tools. I have a tool. I love that. I have a toolbox. And in the toolbox, when something goes wrong, I pull out a tool. Do I need to write? Do I need to read? Do I need to call a person? Do I need to make a meeting? I have a set of tools that when I get stuck, that I can follow. I have friends that sometimes I genuinely don't know. And I will call up and say, what do you think? And they will tell me the truth. Um, I didn't wake up knowing everything and how for me, after I was fortunate enough to retire, excuse me, after I was fortunate enough to be able to retire, I went from meetings where I did service to my intergroup. After intergroup, and I didn't know I was being led. There was a specific lady and my higher power you know, pushes me, Debbie, I think you need to do this. Debbie, I think you need to do that. And I was like, okay, if you say so, I'll do it. So I started going to regional assemblies. Then I went to world service. Then I went to conventions. Then I went to retreats. And little by little, I started doing more service. And I didn't wake up knowing this stuff. I learned it along the way. Didn't mean I sometimes I had made terrible choices. And a, and a meeting got away from me. But I learned. And I put together things that I put together lists so that when the next person took my job, you didn't have the same problems I did. You got a chance to make your whole set of new, new mistakes. The traditions. I am a firm believer that if I follow the traditions, my life will be better. Again, I also, like Brian, I have grown children. Tradition four, they are on their own path. Everyone is autonomous. 10, nobody wants to hear my opinion. OA has no outside opinions. I have lots of opinion. I'm a woman. I got lots of opinions, but nobody wants to hear them. So unless you say to me, what do you think about? I don't tell you. I can only share my experience, my strength, and my hope. I can only tell you what worked for me. 
I cannot tell you what's going to work for you. Um, and I, I love this stuff. I am a catastrophizer. What's a catastrophizer? Friday night, my nail broke. Uh, but I go right from broken nail to gangrene and having my arm cut off. I've learned in this program that I don't have to go from there to there. I may get anxious. I may be worried. But a hundred, not even 90%, 100% of the time, the worst things that I think about don't ever happen. Um, I have all my books marked off. And oh, all my books are on my phone because I used to travel. February 20th. Pain often comes from non-acceptance. If I can find that I can neither accept nor change a reality, I have to let it go, knowing that it is the first step to overcoming my, my misery. When I am troubled and I think my pain will last forever, peace of mind is gone. The fact that I have faced these problems before and conquered all these problems is forgotten. I was like, oh, yeah, I've been through this. I've had a cold. I've had disease. I've had this. And I can get through it. The same way when the good things happen, I have to accept those as well. And I'm blessed. I have two granddaughters who I love and I adore. And the, the best thing I could hear in the world is when someone says, Grandma, I love you. She doesn't have to. And she's four going on 14. So actually, that's what she said. She misbehaved in school the other day. And the only reason I'm saying this is because this is, she's going to, and when her mother asked her why she misbehaved, she goes, unfortunately, another girl was misbehaving. So I had to also. This is a four-year-old. But that's the way I did. We make excuses. If somebody else was doing the wrong thing, I had to do the wrong thing. But I no longer have to follow the pack. I no longer have to do the group. I no longer have to eat something because you made it special for me. I no longer have to do what you want me to do if it's not right for me. A lot of the things when I grew up weren't real factual or true. And I've learned that since coming here. A design for living is really something that's on a piece of paper. We get the rules, but unless you do them, unless you work them, unless you, and sometimes it's a struggle, the, the program will always work. It works if you work it. It works if you don't work it. It just doesn't work for you. If you read about it, but you don't actually do it, it's not going to work for you. Steps one, two, and three are thinking steps. I'm thinking about what I want to do. Four through nine, you got to do them. You got to do them. You have to do it. Um, actually, I left the very first convention I ever spoke at. The topic was action is the magic word. There is no magic. We have to put in the footwork. Um, we had COVID. Allah, I haven't seen a lot of you for almost three years now. But when I see you, God willing, at the next convention, I want you to look at me and know that I, I walk the walk, I talk the talk. It's very easy to sit in this little box and tell you all the things I do. And you see me and I'm 40, 50 pounds heavier. And that's, that wouldn't be honesty. 
Integrity is what you do when nobody's looking. Um, I live alone. You have no idea what's in my refrigerator. You have no idea what I'm going to eat. But you will see me because we wear our diseases. Unlike some people who are functional addicts and they can get through the day. If I'm not doing what I need to do, you will easily see it. Um, uh, let me go back. I, if I never leave the basics, I never have to go back to the basics. And I love hearing what people say. I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is I take out my phone. And like I say, I used to do a lot of traveling before the zombie apocalypse. And all my books are on here. I read Voices of Recovery. I read Just for Today. And I read a few other books that are sanctioned, so I'm not going to read them. Um, I say a set of prayers. Then I get out of bed. I start the day. Years ago, I heard a woman say in a meeting that when she gets in her car, rather than putting on the radio, she thinks it's much better time to say another set of prayers, only because now she's out of her house. And she's going to be with people. When I'm by myself, I can talk to myself. Nobody, well, I annoy myself sometimes. But I have to stop. And everybody is on their own journey. And not everybody's going to listen to me. And not everybody does what I want them to do. Oh, here's a Five minutes. If you say it once, it's a suggestion or a request. If you say it three times, you're nagging. And more than three times, you're being manipulative. When dealing with other people, I have to make a conscious effort to count how many times I have said something, especially to my son. Especially to my son. If I, if I feel like I want him to do something, that's his journey. He gets to pick out what he wants to do. I can only be happy if I'm happy with myself. I can only feel accomplished if I've done the things that I have committed to do. And I ask for help and people have helped me. And in this, this whole convention are people helping other people. I was able to go to people and say, I, I don't have this set of skills. Can you help me? And people stepped up. I have no, I cannot speak a word of French and I have asked people and they have been willing and able and I'm so grateful to them. They said, yes, I have no problem. And the fact that we have French interpretation takes this convention and brings it to a whole another level. The fact that everybody here on Zoom has done the service of Zoom hosting and service and editing all the flyers that went out and collecting all the money and, and registering people and doing this. I play a very small part in this, but I kind of like them just standing like, okay, you go, you go. Okay. You go. Now it's your turn. I am so glad that people are willing to do the service because I can't do it by myself. And all the ideas that I had in my life about where I would want my life to have been, that finite, that limited thought is so much gone when I sit back and I say, higher power, 
what's best for me. Higher power, I'll do the footwork. You put the green lights and the stoplights in my way. I'll do the footwork. You need to point me in the right direction. And the point is I have to learn which the right direction is. If it's something that I want, not always what the higher power is. If it's, do, are people willing to help me? Yes, they are. You, I will gladly give away what I have gotten. And everyone in program taught me that. When I walked in, I was bent. I was broken. I was a mess. And I was taught, we will love you till you can find love, dignity, respect, and grace for yourself. And today I have love, dignity, grace, and respect for myself. I got that because you taught me that. You taught me how to be a lady. You taught me how to work the steps. You taught me how to watch my time, my time management. You taught me not to overcommit, but not to lay in bed and say, oh, woe is me. Everything that I am today, I have learned from you, and I have done the footwork. I'm tired sometimes, but I don't fall back and I don't say, well, you know, I am still becoming the person that I want to be. I hope to be back here next year. I hope to be back and um, just, again, to continue working on who I am and to give away what I have been so generously given. I cannot believe how you saved my life. Literally, you saved my life and I am here today and you have to do it. You can't talk about it. You can't read about it. You can't sit in bed. When we leave this convention today, we still have to go out and do what we need to do. So for today, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. Thank you for everyone on the service board. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being. This is our Region 6 fundmaker, fundraiser. This is how we raise money to do all the things we do. Thank you for paying what you could afford. I just, I'm going to say thank you for living, for helping me live the life I want to live and have a great day. Thank you, Debbie. I appreciate, we appreciate your share and your thanks. Um, we are now, um, before, we are now opening the floor for two minute shares and um uh, I'm going to, right now, I'm going to open the chat so everyone can chat with everyone. If you want to share, please use your raised hand function found under the reactions menu. Um, if you need help, you can chat with myself. If you're on a phone, please press star nine. Okay, when you turn, when it's your turn to speak, I will call on you and you will be prompted to unmute. Please select unmute to speak and the timer will signal when two minutes is up. Okay, Rachel? All right, thank you. Um, tell us where you are from and how long you've been in OA. Please remember the tradition state that OA has no opinion on outside issues. Some example of examples of outside issues are politics, religion, diets, treatment programs, and non-OA approved literature and other 12-step fellowships. Please avoid outside issues in your share. Stick to the topic of this meeting, 
which is a design for living. The meeting is now open for sharing. And let's call on Evelyn first. You're unmuted, Evelyn. Go ahead. All right. Um, good morning, and it's Evangeline. Thank you. Oh, much. sorry, Evangeline. <laughs> no problem. Thank you all so very much. I have really enjoyed this uh, session this morning. When I woke up and I saw the choices, I thought I was going back and forth. There's one I've I'm very fortunate to have been in OA for 44 years, and I've been to numerous face-to-face um, -face conventions. So I know that, um, you know, one of the other topics I've gone to plenty of times, I said, I know I'll get a lot of laughs from there. And I went on and I really meant to push that button. And then my finger went right to this button. So I'm so <laughs> glad I did, because I just, I got lots of laughs and just felt so blessed by being here this morning. Um, Brian has a few years on me, um, but I'm right behind him. So um, I'm very fortunate to have spent most of, but half of my life now in OA. And um, I often say in my shares that this is a blueprint for living for me. So that was another reason that I wanted to go to this. And, and my, my desire to, to uh, live to my 90s is all of my grandchildren are grown now and have their own children. But now I have great grandchildren and one was like just as three months old. So I'd love to see her, uh, you know, graduate from college or do something and as long as I can see that. Um, like Brian is so many of my uh, friends in OA, my friends that I grew up with that um, are either not here because of dementia now, right now, or have passed on. So OA is truly my family. Um, and uh, I just, uh, you know, this is one last thing that for me, I've gotten so much out of this program, but I think that probably the most important thing is the relationship that I have with my higher power because of this program. Um, because of, I try to go to a meeting, thank you, I appreciate it. Try to go to a meeting every day and um, just the things that I hear here keep me connected to my higher power, thank you. Thank you very much for your share. Okay, we have Faith. I'm Faith, I'm a grateful recovering food addict and I'm uh, thankful to you guys, Brian and Debbie and all the uh, moderators and all you guys for um, making this possible. Yesterday would have been my one year uh, anniversary of my first OA meeting. And thank you, uh, higher power, who I call God, uh, for bringing me into this fellowship. Um, I just, I'm really kind of, my, it feels like my hair is blown back like a real rush of wind. This is obviously my, well, not obviously, it's my first convention. And it's actually my first whole session because I've been busy this weekend. And um, I, I'd like to say, that something really jumped off the page or off the computer screen. It's a word that Brian repeatedly used and he used it with affect. His face lit up like a light, a sunshiny light. And he said, it is good. It is good. And it is good. And as he said it, it really just kind of went right through me and um, surrendering to the process 
the uh, design, this design for my life um, has literally each day, one day at a time, it, I can say also, it is good. It is good. And it, um, I'm learning about, uh, you know, I've always uh, had a pull towards design. It's funny, the speaker Debbie mentioned the definition of design. That was cool. Appeals to my cerebrality, cerebral stuff. I, I dig it. I'm a native New Yorker myself from Brooklyn, <laughs> living in West Virginia now. Um, and I've always been pulled towards art and design. And it's the repetitive nature of design. I look for synchronicity. That's time. Oh, I say thank you. I, uh, I'm grateful to be here, grateful to be absent in another day. Faith. Um, Dorothy, you're up. Please don't put down your, your hands until after you've shared. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Dorothy. I'm a compulsive eater. Um, God has a plan, and these two speakers were exactly what I needed this morning. They were beaming, they were smiling, they infused, they have infused my day. And I really vacillated, as, as other people had mentioned about <laughs> this morning. As a matter of fact, I wasn't going to go anywhere but to the flea market. And whatever, I said, nope, I'm going to this meeting. Well, maybe I need to do the, here I am. Perfect, because I have been in a quagmire of, oh, frustration, uh, wanting to do everything perfectly yesterday, um, stagnation, um, I've got a list of things and I've, I've got to make peace with it. So your enthusiasm and smiles and courage to get up there and do this, I, I can't tell you enough. You, you've saved my day. You were exactly, God knew, God knew, never mind. God knew that I needed to hear both of you today. So keep up the good work. Thank you all for your service. Uh, it's been a marvelous convention and I pass. Thank you very much, Dorothy. Okay, Barb A, you're up. Good morning. I'm Barb um, from Hamilton, Ontario. And I really enjoyed both of you speaking. I really enjoyed that you're both positive, grateful people. But another thing that I really enjoyed is you talking about interacting with your adult children, because that was a problem with me. But I have a question for both of you, since this is my, I've only been in OA since this spring, and this is my first convention. So I wondered, when you go to a convention in person, how do you maintain your abstinence with, with if you're away for a few days? And uh, anyway, that's it. Thank you. I'll take that. Traveling is not a problem. I traveled a lot for OA. I traveled a lot because I like to go on vacations. My food and my life have, don't mix. I have a food plan. It's a very simple food plan. I follow it. Um, going to a convention in person is fabulous. Going anywhere, you, 
every restaurant you go to now has um, their menu online. So you could always find out what you do, what you're having beforehand. Uh, every place you go to. Now, cruise ships now have their menus online. So you can find out. So if if I need to, and I do need to know what's coming, I could always look it up. And again, my life is what happens between meals. The wonder of my life happens between meals. I hope that helps you. Brian, did you want to comment on that? No, I can't add anything to that. And I think uh, that comment from maybe was really good. Okay, thank hey. you very much. Uh, thank you for the question, Barb. Elise, you're up. Hi, good morning, Elise, compulsive eater. Grateful to be here and thank you to both of the speakers. Um, I One thing takeaway I um, got was just how this way of life, all the many um, gifts we get out of maintaining abstinence and living this way of life in terms of health, in terms of fuller quality of life, in terms of the quality and presence for our relationships. Um, so yeah, thank you for all of those reminders. I like to um, keep track of my whys, why I'm doing this, why I'm putting in the footwork every day and, and keeping this program at the forefront of my life. Um, I guess I had a question for Brian. Um, when you're talking about your health as motivation and the gift of desperation, um, how to remember um, like my health risk factors. I have family cholesterol risk factors and I'm 40 now protecting myself from stroke and heart disease and things down the road, trying to live a longer, fuller life is one of my big motivations, but I lose sight of that sometimes in the moment. So um, how do you kind of keep your health as a motivation for, for nourishing yourself well working your OA program. Thank you. Well, Sorry for dogs. A lot of this started with my father uh, dying at a rather young age. Uh, but uh, I became, when I got to uh, OA, I wasn't really concerned about how long I was going to live. But then after a while, I've been around for a while. I wanted to stay here. It's just so good. And the motivation for me is I don't want to leave any earlier than I have to. And, uh, and and the key for you, just stay close to OA, stay close to your sponsor and, and always be hopeful, always be hopeful. And uh, uh, I, 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 subscribe, I, I subscribe to a, a newsletter, which we're not supposed to identify that, but it's uh, published by one of the colleges in the Boston area. And uh, check it out. It's, uh, it's uh, related to Tufts. Uh, university. That's where I get most of my really good information. Uh, it's authoritative and, and all the rest. But here, you, you, you just stick with the program. You're going to be just fine. You're going to do great. Thank you very much. Any other questions? Thank you, Linda. Go ahead. Uh, you're up. Hi, my name is Linda. I'm Crossover Overeater and grateful to be here. And um, this is my first time at a convention, even though I've been in OA for 42 years. Um, wow, I've been missing so much all these years. Um, I'm just really grateful um, to both speakers um, for several reasons. One is, you know, being in my mid-60s now, I really have appreciated seeing people a bit older than I, um, still living a life that is happy, joyful, and free. 
And um, the other thing that's really hitting me is the adult children part. Um, my girls are 20 years apart. So I have one that's 25 and one that's 45. And they're both in not good health. Um, they do have some medical conditions that make it a little harder, but oh man, that whole idea about suggesting once, but then after a third time it's nagging. Oh my goodness. I have to remember that because with my youngest, especially if I see her swigging things, when you have prediabetes, that's so bad for her. I want to cringe and it's so hard for me to not. And once in a while I do say things and, um, I know that it's not helpful. So I really have to work my program more for that. So I really that's, you know, something that um, I really took away from this morning as well. And I'm just, um, you know, just to say that I'm grateful. Um, it's great. I have seen Brian in person once or twice. And um, so it was just nice to see a familiar face. And having been part of um, the region, whatever, rep to the region, you know, uh, I, I've heard Debbie before, too, and been inspired, too. So you're just both very inspiring to me. Hope that's not considered crosstalk. Um, I, I'm just very grateful. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Linda. Um, anyone else? We have time for questions if anybody wants to ask. Well, I'd like to make a comment. Lauren, Compulsive Overeater Sugar Addict from New York, and um, Debbie, it's been wonderful working with you over the past couple of months and being part of the committee again to bring um, the convention to Zoom to our homes. Uh, I can't wait until we can go back to in-person meetings, though. Um, Brian, I've never heard you, but I probably met you in Mount Kisco all those years ago. Um, when I was morbidly obese and trying it out. So it's wonderful to hear you guys share. And um, yeah, I want what I've been in. Re I've been in relapse for the past couple of months. So it's been really, um, which is why I'm not speaking this weekend <laughs> and just giving service. Um, I'm actually coming, I'm out of relapse, but it's still been, it's been a struggle to get back to the commitment I had a year ago. And um, if I ever get that back, um, that type of commitment back, I'm not giving it away again so easily. That's the one thing I did learn from this past year, six months relapse, so. Thank you very much for reminding me how good it can be. Uh, Lauren, could I say something uh, responding sure. to Linda's thing about it? Absolutely. Uh, influence uh, adult children. Uh, I have uh, this uh, newsletter, Tough Nutrition Newsletter. I've subscribed to it for 30 years, ever since I got to away. And, and I've subscribed to it for my children because it's kind of a mixed bag as to how they approach nutrition that they've been getting it for 20 years and I don't say anything and I can't say anything because that would be, they would start discounting it and say, dad, stop that newsletter. Well, they still, they haven't stopped it. And, and, and I have to count on God do, doing the work. I'm doing what I can, getting information to them. And then God's got to motivate them 
to do that. But usually we don't get motivated until we encounter some serious health consequence. Uh, so uh, be patient, but give them information and, and, but don't follow up on it. Don't follow up on it. You just, just count. Let God do his work. And thank you so much for the comment. Thank you, Brian. Uh, Barb, you're up. Thanks. Um, so I've been enjoying this convention so much. Uh, and can you hear me? Okay. Cause I'm using some earbuds that I wasn't sure it would work. Okay, great. Thanks. Um, and I, I told myself, I, so I shared in a couple of sessions yesterday, and I told myself I wouldn't share this morning because I didn't want to dominate unless there was nobody else who had their hand up for a while. So uh, I guess God's saying it's okay to share. Uh, what I wanted to share is that my home meeting a few years ago decided that on the first Monday of the month uh, in alternating years, we would read the tradition of the month, the full long version in the 12 and 12. And when we first made that decision uh, in our group conscience, you know, I was okay with it. I, I didn't have anything against it. But part of me was like, oh, this is going to be so boring. And blah, the traditions, blah, blah. And I've come to really love um, the times when we read the tradition, because what I've come to believe and realize is that if everybody held to these traditions in all areas of their life, in their all their relationships, in all the groups of which they're a part, whether it's your church, you know, your workplace, uh, your family, whatever, this world would be a much better place. People would get along better. People would be happier, et cetera. And so I've really come to see the traditions as a key part of my design for living that I've gotten from this program. And so if you haven't spent any time reading those chapters about the traditions in the 12 and 12, I encourage you to do so and to think about, okay, how can these apply to my other areas of life, the other relationships of which I'm a part, um, you know, because it's really about principles before personalities. It's about focusing on, you know, That's what's important. Okay, what's important to that group or to that relationship and not paying attention to outside issues, all that kind of stuff. So thanks for listening. Um, thank you so much for this session. Thank you. Uh, we have another minute. So if anybody wants to share one last minute, last share. No one? Oh, go ahead, Noreen. You're up. And we'll try and get Connie in too. Put your hand back up. Noreen, I've asked you to unmute. Okay, I did that. Hi, everybody. My name is Noreen, and I'm a grateful compulsive reader, and I'm from New York. And uh, <clears throat> Brian, it's so nice to see you. I remember you from Mount Kisco. And I loved your share. And also, can't remember the other girl's name, just right to the point, the shares were very, very good. And I have two things that my children have said to me that has really hit home and said that my husband and I are the same age. And they said to me, you know, mom, it's important for you to take care of your health because you may be the one taking care of dad. And the other thing was, um, your health is so important to you. And if you don't take care of it and you just discount it, 
then you'll be relying on people later on. And why not nick that in the bud and take care of your health now? So through this program, I'll be taking care of my health. And with all of you, you're just terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you, Noreen. Uh, Connie, you're up for a quickie. It's exactly nine, so we'll let you go. I have a next, uh, the next one. Hi, I'm Connie. I'm from upstate New York, compulsive beater. And I'm just so happy I tuned in this morning. I was on, I've been on since Friday night. And was, I thought, you know, it's early. I could just do, take an, go back and take another nap. But I'm just thankful for Debbie and Brian. And I've seen you both in person, Brian especially. And the, thank you for being here this morning and for your uplifting words. And that's it. Thanks. I'll stop. Thank you very much. All right. I'm going to un spotlight everybody and we're going to finish with the serenity prayer um and please um actually i'm going to allow you all to unmute if you want to um please join me for a moment and the serenity prayer in the we format god to accept the things we cannot change, the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. 